Hi everyone, this is Ludmia, aka Mia, and welcome to Hard Mind Equation. So this is episode 3 of our CEN series. In this episode, we're going to address the people-pleasing syndrome, commonly known as the disease to please. It is considered as one of the many residual effects of CEN, childhood emotional neglect. Well, I would invite you to go on my website, heartmindequation.com, to access worksheets I've put in place to accompany you throughout this episode. You can download a worksheet for each of the 12 episodes to come. They're specially designed to help you understand and eliminate these people-pleasing behaviors related to CEN. Well, I just need to point out that these self-development activities are not to be considered as substitute for any psychological or individual therapy. They're only tools used as support to help you work on yourselves. And since childhood emotional neglect is invisible and silent, it is not so obvious to some of us if we've experienced it or not. That's why I would invite you to go on Dr. Jonas Webb's website at childhoodemotionalneglect.com to take a quiz of 22 questions. This will help you figure out if you were submitted to CEN growing up, and if so, to what extent is it still subconsciously influencing your decisions today? So we can estimate that the adults who tend to be people pleasers have childhood unmet needs for acceptance, love, and appreciation, searching for a sense of emotional safety, or simply avoid conflict or disappointing others. Sometimes we're not even aware that we are a people pleaser, and there are many different behaviors we can manifest that actually reveal that we are. But we all know about the common ones, such as the tendency to be too nice to people, difficulty saying no, or the over-generosity towards others with your time and energy. But some other people-pleasing behaviors are not so obvious, such as, well, you offer to help all the time, but refuse when you are offered any kinds of help. Or the very moment you say yes to someone's request, you start feeling resentful about it. You can have a tendency to self-blame by constantly apologizing, even when you're not at fault. You sometimes change your voice tone, your accent, your opinion even, to match the persons that you're talking to. Sometimes, sometimes you feel underappreciated for the sacrifices that you do for people. Could be for your partner, family members, friends, or even co-workers. And you can feel the need to prove in every situation how good of a person you are, consciously or not, searching for recognition or simply appreciation from others. 
Well, analyzing all those behavioral tendencies of people pleasers, we we have noticed a common denominator, which is a lack of authenticity. We can define this as living in a persona, wearing a social mask all the time. You see, it defies the purpose since we can get appreciated for that fake perception that people have of us. Therefore, we are lacking real connections with people, putting us at risk for loneliness. In romantic relationships, people pleasers are the ones more at risk for codependency. Well, I once was a people pleaser myself for quite some time. But I have come to realize that being a people pleaser is a way of giving away our power, allowing people to take advantage of us sometimes. Sadly, it shows a lack of character, of self-identity, and a lack of self-respect. And that's how we put ourselves at risk for emotional and psychological abuse. As Eleanor Roosevelt once said, No one can make you feel inferior without your permission. And to understand the core reasons for that people-pleasing syndrome, we need to consider where that behavior comes from going all the way back to our childhood. Often, it is expressed by some of us who had extreme authoritative or perfectionist or even narcissistic parents growing up, especially when that parent was constantly criticizing or blaming us as a child when we either disobey or act differently from how we were expected to. Yet, our effort to please our parents often comes out unnoticed. People-pleasing is also a reaction we have picked up along the way when who we were as a child was overlooked by our own parents or even by an authority figure, like a teacher. We then molded ourselves to their expectations and later on to other people's expectations. Some of us carried out that appreciation-seeking behavior or that fear of disagreement or disappointment all the way up to our adulthood. And this craving for an acknowledgement, meaning to be seen, to be heard, and understood was an emotional need we had during our childhood that was often neglected, consciously or not, by the people we cared about the most. And we have then developed the limiting belief that our self-worth depends on external validations and recognition. But in all that, how do we break these people-pleasing behaviors? Well, there's a few recommendations we can make to manage them on four levels, mental, emotional, behavioral, and spiritual. 
These recommendations can also be applied for other CEN behavioral reactions, like attention, approval, and validation seeking. So let's see on a mental level. Recommendation number one would be cultivating our personal awareness, meaning acknowledging in the present moment the thoughts and emotions leading us to please this particular person or this group of people. Recommendation number two is identifying our limiting beliefs related to our self-perception. So what do we believe about ourselves that make us engage in people-pleasing habits? Number three is uncovering what we get from that limiting belief. How does it serve us? And why do we feel the need to hold on to it? Now on a emotional level, recommendation number one is addressing our fears. Fear of judgment, rejection, conflict, or disappointing others, to mention the common ones for people pleasing. Number two is practicing emotional resilience trying to be patient with ourselves, to forgive and accept ourselves. Number three is nurturing our inner child with a self-parental care mindset, starting by revealing to ourselves our neglected childhood emotions and by identifying what we were expecting our parents to do for us at the time. Then, be that parent to ourselves. On a behavioral level, recommendation number one is practicing self-care, meaning applying the 10 relational needs to ourselves. Number two, practicing self-expression by being authentic, removing our social mask or our mental filters to verbalize our wishes and desires. Number three is establishing boundaries to cultivate our self-respect. And number four is learning when to say no without feeling guilty. And now on a spiritual level, recommendation number one is shifting energy focus from our weaknesses to our strength. And number two is connecting to our inner support system, such as to our inner wisdom, our higher self, or our oneness with the higher power, with God or universal consciousness. Well, I'll make separate episodes for each of those 12 recommendations, one by one. For each of those episodes, a worksheet will be also available on my website. Well, some of you would ask a very legitimate question, such as, how is eliminating people-pleasing behaviors is going to help us recover from CEN, childhood emotional neglect? Well, 
since people pleasing is one of the common consequences of childhood emotional neglect, it is only relevant to say that preventing the results brings us back to addressing, managing, or changing the rooted causes why we manifest this behavior in the first place. And to highlight this topic of people-pleasing, I would invite you to read this book by Dr. Mike Beckold called The People-Pleaser's Guide to Loving Others Without Losing Yourself. In conclusion, no one can please everyone simultaneously. Pleasing one person also means letting another person down. You have to prioritize yourself enough to make sure that the person you are letting down is not yourself. So if that episode resonated with you in any way, feel free to like, comment, or share with someone. And for those of you who are watching from YouTube, if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button for similar content and to get notified for each new episode. Until then, you can still follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or simply on my website, heartmindequation.com, to unlock hidden potentials.